Our podcast is intended for mature audiences. We will be using adult language and listener discretion is advised. We'd like to remind everyone that we don't have all the answers. Our discussions are opportunities for us to understand the world around us with the information that we have. That means we may say things that are inaccurate, false, or possibly offensive. Thank you. Unfortunately, Asif is still doing work, so he will not be joining us today. Trying to change the world. But it's fine, because this is Adam and I's episode anyway. Yeah! Fine, if you don't. Yeah! Even though we wanted to listen to his stories. Yeah! This episode is our part three of travel, and this is Adam and Karan's pro tips. Adam's quick tips for getting through the airport. Step one, pack light. I make it a habit never to pack, no matter where I'm flying, I never pack more than a backpack and a duffel bag. Mm. That is that is my preference. Of course, you may opt to pack a suitcase and a backpack or a suitcase and a duffel bag. Whatever item is a carry-on, it's fine. But I just find the less I pack, the easier my life becomes. So How, how long have you traveled for, the, for a duration of stay where that was... Okay, you didn't have to pack a suitcase. Are we gonna are we gonna have two weeks? Because I can fit a lot into my duffel bag. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, probably no more than two weeks. Yeah. No more than two weeks. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, like, probably how long when you went when you were younger and you went to Egypt? How long were you guys there? Months, like two months. Yeah, I was gonna say the time where you took a fucking duffel bag to Egypt for like five months. Nah, man, it was more like <laughs> it was more like duffel bag Egypt by the rest of the stuff as needed. To be honest. Fair enough. Yeah, I suppose that works. <laughs> you know, but um. Pack light, number one. Yeah, pack pack as light as you can. Don't worry about all this unnecessary Have stuff. Have more underwear than you need. Always. Yeah. That's that's my pro tip for packing. Like, have more drawers. Not like obviously an unreasonable amount of drawers, but like say you're staying seven nights. Have ten nights worth of drawers. It's <laughs> a good ratio. I, I think so, because you'd never know. My second tip is that, I mean, I am a guy who, who is a little vain, so I, I like having my, uh, my toiletry products. Always, always pack a, tooth, a toothbrush. Get some, travel, get some travel size toothpaste if you need a preferred brand like Sensodyne or something. But if you don't, whatever, you'll be fine. They got tooth powder in other countries. Um, but I do have a habit of packing pomade with me. I used to be really nervous about it. What I used to do because I was like an idiot back in the day was I'd just like wait until I landed at my place, bought a whole thing of pomade, use it for like three days, and then like throw it away and never use it again. This is incorrect. (laughs) What you need to do is, well, I keep like, I keep like an empty pomade thing now when I need to travel. And then you can carry three, up to three ounces of a, of a gel or, you know, sh- like shampoo fluid. Yeah, you can carry three ounces if it's in a sealed container or whatever. However, an undisclosed source at the TSA says it's almost impossible for them to tell the difference between three and four ounces. So if you're going to eyeball it, that's fine. But usually, you know, three ounces. Three ounces for your for your gel and whatnot, all right? Don't bring firearms on the plane. <laughs> Obviously. That's like that's like another thing. Unless just in case you license to do so, then you can do. Yeah, make sure you follow state state and federal regulations when doing so. Also, make sure you know you let the ATF and FAA know. That's my yeah. disclaimer for that because you can do it. You just need to let everyone know. Everyone. Like literally everyone. They're going to seat you next to an air marshal on earth thing. Well, I don't think they'll do all that because the point of it is like if you're. Doing that, because a lot of people take guns to other countries for hunting and stuff like that. And in order to do that, what they'll do is they'll make sure that the paperwork is correct through all of the countries that are involved. Make sure that the embassies have the paperwork, all that kind of stuff. And they will also make sure that the weapons are not accessible by anybody in the cabin. They'll make sure that all the weapons are checked in. Word, addendum. 
if you're a person of color or Muslim, don't bring a firearm on the plane, regardless of all that. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what color you are. Don't bring a gun on the fucking plane. Honestly, don't do it. It's not worth it. There's nothing to be had. You're going to depressurize the cabin, make all of us look bad. Um, <laughs> Literally. Anyways, so yeah, those are my main things. Packlight, um, make sure you... You always check. I used to not be a fan of putting things on my phone, but especially nowadays for boarding passes and things, make sure you get whatever respective airlines app Absolutely. you are going to be using because gate changes happen last minute like a motherfucker, especially mm-hmm. at Dulles. Like, it doesn't matter how well you prepare. Always make sure you check your your flight 15 minutes before departure, 15 minutes before you get there. Always get the airport. I say for domestic flights... An hour beforehand for international flights, I say two hours. That's my general rule of thumb. Usually I get there earlier anyways because my parents are like, no, we got to, we got to, our flight's at noon. We got to get there at 6 a.m. I'm yeah. just kidding. Yep. But that's not a, really. No, that's a, that's a really. thing. No, that's, that's a, a thing. thing. No, that's a thing. That's, that's a, thing. a thing. My parents are but, the exact same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So make sure if you got a neck pillow, carry it. If you know your plane is not going to have in-flight entertainment, um, you know, download some stuff onto your phone in a legal and safe matter, get off my case, FCC. All right, relax. FCC, yeah. FCC you gonna have, you, you got yeah. you gonna have some issues if the net neutrality doesn't work out. Don't worry yeah, about man. that. Yeah, suck my dick, FCC. Suck my dick. Yeah, um, I like to carry a portable battery pack. Make sure it is within the standard wattage and amperage, so that you are not violating any laws. I carry a brick with me, and no one said anything so far. That's fine. Fun fact. If you have a toy Star Wars lightsaber or Harry Potter wand, you can bring those onto the plane. <laughs> so you can use those to like smuggle shit. Wing Guardian Leviosa, my friends. <laughs> the plane's um, flying. Look, I made it fly. <laughs> uh, if you're waiting in TSA, don't be that guy. Make sure you know what you're doing. All laptop. If you're not in pre-check, make sure all laptops are out of the bag and put in a separate container. Uh, empty everything out of your pockets. That includes lint. And, um, you know, make your shoes untied and loose and take your belt off. Don't be that guy who's like, oh, I didn't know I had to do this. Like, or don't right? be that guy that's like, I don't want to do this. Why are you making me do this? Like, yeah, fuck man. you, dude. There's like a thousand people behind you that have to do the same shit. You're not special. Get the fuck out of the way. If you feel you are being racially profiled, remain calm. Don't raise your voice. You know, kind of just answer all the questions and comply as best you can. After you get through security, make sure you ask for the person on duty supervisor and file a complaint later on. Don't do it there. Don't make a scene at the airport. It's only going to end up worse for you, all right? Especially if you're not white. Um, Just got to stay calm, stay relaxed. Let the system do its due diligence. Airports have to go through not only that airport authority, but they have to go through the metro area authority, and they have to go through the local and county police. So it takes a long time for shit to happen at airports because there's multiple jurisdictions at play. If If you didn't know that. Karen, what are your quick three or four tips? Uh, first tip, always pack more underwear than you need. I think I already said that. Mine is like a seven to ten ratio. Seven nights equals ten pairs of underwear. <laughs> um, uh, same thing with socks. Yeah, seven yeah. nights equals ten pairs of socks because no one likes soggy socks. That's like the one thing that I don't like that's soggy. Soggy socks and soggy bridges don't get along well. I don't know, man. Adam covered uh, a lot of it, especially the the pre-airport stuff. I definitely recommend that you check your flight before you get there. The if you can, if you have pre-check-in, make sure you check in the night before. It's a lot easier if they, if your airline allows you to. Depending on if you're flying domestic or international, certain airlines will let you do it about 24 hours in advance. That way, you don't have to worry about oh, I didn't check in for my flight. Oh, this, that, and the other. And gate changes do happen. Always download that app. Kind of reiterating what he said, but that's like legit. I've been doing that ever since I've been traveling since my forever. Like as soon as I got a smartphone and I knew I was going to be flying, I put the United Airlines app on it immediately. Saved my life so many times. Plus, I never had to worry about printing out a boarding card. I could always just be like, I got it on my phone. Scan and then just keep going. Don't think you're special when you're in a TSA line. That's what causes problems. Or in the airplane cabin. Yeah, like seriously, people are just trying to get somewhere. Don't be an ass. Stop fucking with people. Let people do whatever they're doing. They're not trying to kill you. You're not trying to kill them. They're just trying to get to wherever they're going. A lot of people are going home. A lot of people going on vacation. A lot of people doing business. Leave people to fuck alone. Don't be a dick.
they all like, paid they all, they all the paid same the price same, as yeah. you. Well, no, that's not true. They Depending. could have paid a lot less, depending on how savvy they are. Um, well, they all paid to be on that flight, just like you did. So, that's true, though. I mean, just be aware of your surroundings and the airports and all that. Uh, as far as domestic flights go, East Coast to West Coast, make sure you have the time zone set up. Make sure you don't get confused and freak yourself out because you're in a different time zone. Make sure you don't miss your flights. Um, make sure you have your phone. My my pro tip is to avoid confusion. Learn military time. Learn how to like do that fast because most airports will run on a 24-hour clock instead of like a.m. PM. PM. Like it's just easier to learn the 24-hour format. Like I've been doing that for more than 10 years and it's just easier to understand what time it is and where you need to be at what point because most of the time that's how they'll do it uh, uh i don't know adam said all the all, all the good ones already <laughs> um i don't know what do you think adam did i miss anything i think we co- i think you covered it all i think we covered it all another pro tip is depending on your credit card carrier your and if you use that credit card to make the purchase of your travel plans, uh, whether it be your plane ticket, train ticket, hotel reservations, anything you have to do there that are related to travel expenses, uh, they are or could be, depending on your credit card provider, covered through their insurance. Say something happened and plans fall through. You should be able to refute those charges and your credit card company should be able to take care of that for you. If you don't have that, I absolutely 100% back traveling insurance, especially if you're going to a place that, like, I'll say this to you right now, Adam, when we go to Japan, I plan to 100% purchase traveler's insurance because if something happens and like one of us can't go or if we can't buy tickets or if plans falls apart, I'm going to get my money back. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I definitely recommend that like if you're going to do that buy traveler's insurance it may seem like a pain and an extra cost but it's a good peace of mind to have if you go somewhere and you don't have a hotel reservation you can call your credit card company or your traveler insurance company and they should be able to set you up in a place to stay for the night until that hotel that you're supposed to be at can take care of you there are a lot of services and resources out there for when you do travel where if you're in a bind you should be able to contact those people and they'll be able to take care of you so look into those, look into your credit card services, look into traveler's insurance. It's definitely something to be aware of, especially if you're going to a foreign country. But yeah, continue. So where have you been, Adam? So internationally, I mean, it's a, it's a short list. If we're counting layovers, you know, London, Frankfurt. I went and I bought shoes in London. Would you, would you like better London or Frankfurt? At the time, I preferred London. Yeah. Um, Better Judgment has told me that Frankfurt is definitely the cooler place to be. Um, And then those were both on the way to Egypt, Mm -hmm. which is a a majority of where I've traveled. So Egypt is definitely the place to be internationally or was at the time. It's not right now. Please don't go to Egypt. Um, It's got to get... That's definitely on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. When you go, let me know, man. Um pretty sure i'll be making my way to india at some point uh but when you go let me know man (laughs) word good time so yeah for the most part internationally oh canada Um, you mean canada counts north north america yeah america's hat it's still technically international you mean our 53rd state no so there's that that's my international list it's not a i'm not very well traveled internationally as i'd like to be i hope to add singapore and japan to the list soon though you will and and cambodia of course but there's a lot of nonsense happening in cambodia right now too uh, point being both of my countries of origin right now are in sh- terrible positions internationally and they that's need okay. to get their shit together it's true um domestically um so i've been to california some San Fran and uh, Sacramento. I've been to Chicago most recently, um, Pennsylvania, and uh, North and South Carolina. There's another place. I mean, I I fly out of Richmond all the time, which is interesting, or I used to. 
I don't know. I feel like there's some Midwestern state that I don't care about, but I've been to. I've been to. Oh, Utah's on the short list. I haven't been yet, but I have to go visit a friend there, so that will be cool. And I haven't been to Texas yet, but that's next on the list. Yo, we're so, gonna go to Texas. True, but let me tell you, California for sure. That's a that's a place. That is a place. <sighs> Ooh, oh, California, bro. bring me back to California, baby. In the main, main in Boston. Yeah, so, I was about to say, how you never been to? You've definitely been there. Yeah, Boston. Oh yeah, we'll we'll save Boston for. I blocked it out for a reason. We'll save it for the worst worst places I've ever been. <laughs> how was the Chicago deep dish pizza? I mean, I've, I've had Chicago deep dish pizza before. I subscribed to the very East Coast New York. Yeah, you know, school, dog, school, Chicago, uh, school, of thought, life, school of thought, where saying it ain't a pizza if you got to eat it with a fork and knife. So, um, I, re- right I, res- I respect, I, re- I respect and enjoy Chicago deep dish savory pizza flavored pie. Um, I enjoy it, but it's not pizza. It's not. I don't what? care. Whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. I, I, I will say, I will say that Chicago deep dish has its own place, and New York pizza is original pizza, but it has its own place. Also. One hundred percent. I respect For it sure. as an art and as a as a as a food, and Absolutely. I enjoy it. I I I go to Lou Lou Malnati's. That's the place for me. I don't go to the other place. Angelo's? For me, it's Lou. Is it Angelo's? Angelo's? No, Giordino's are another place. But I go to I go to Lou Malnati's. That's the OG. I respect Lou Malnati's a lot as a brand. Um, I've had both of them. And which do you prefer? I prefer the the deep dish, the thick one. Uh, Giordani's. <laughs> mm, interesting. But yeah, I mean, Chicago, like, even Chicagoans don't really, like, eat a lot of deep dishes and novelty thing. So yeah, I, when I was. Tourist, in, yeah, I'm calling, I'm calling you a big tourist, you mook. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what? That, is, that escalated. <laughs> what does that even mean? Coming from the most traveled people on the, on the episode, I ain't been anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid though. Uh, what's cool about Lou Malnati's is if you order, you can send them to your loved ones um, from the airport, and also at the airport. Well, can, you, can you really? Yeah, and in the I airport, in the airport in Maine, there are places where you can send Maine lobster to your loved ones, which I think what? is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. yeah. That probably costs hella a lot of money. Hella doll hairs. Yeah, yeah seriously. Hairs. Man, when I was But it's just, Portland, it's cute. It's so good. Yeah, Portland's got a really, Portland's a very, it's like little mini Richmond. It's a very hip place to be. It is very hip. It is. It's, I, it's a very, especially. Portland is? Yeah, Portland, Portland Maine. Maine. Especially, Maine. Especially, Maine. especially on Congress Street. It really reminds me of Churchill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um. Two places you want to eat when you're in Chicago. I mean, if you're in downtown, that's fine for Americana, but you should go to um, Chicago has a really big Polish population. So you should go to Little Poland and eat. And I didn't get the chance to do that. I had to settle for Greek Town, which was still pretty good. But you want to go to, it's called, the Americans call it Devon Street, but there's so many daisies in the area. It's called Devon. You go there, that's Little India. You go to this place called Garib Nawaz. There's nothing on the menu over there that is over $5, and you eat everything. You eat the butter chicken. You eat the chana masala. You eat – you get the naan. It's so delicious. Uh, oh, God. Man. You, get the, you get the mutton biryani. Uh, it's good. It's real good. I don't know where they get their meat from. I don't know how everything is less than $5, um, but all I know is Nova Daisies are definitely up in their prices like – Chicago Daisy's got it on lock. The market is good. I like. I felt like I was gonna get robbed when I was in Devon, and I don't regret a second of being there. I was there late at night with, like, I was sitting with the crowd, eating my food, like elbow to elbow with like people I ain't never met before, just like scooping up their food with their naan, and like that was it. I was like, this is it. I will bury me here. It was delicious. And if that's like how a little India in Chicago is, I can't wait until I'm in actual India. Because, damn. Don't worry, you don't have to be elbow to elbow with people you don't know. You'll be in a field that your boy owns. Oh, true. So anyways, Chicago, definitely, the food scene there is fantastic. And what's crazy is everybody recommends, yeah, go to Garib Nawaz and stuff and go and get your food from there. Like, they're not shy about it, even though Chicago's a little rough and tumble. Devon is in the hood, son. It is like... 
where, where I was at my hotel, like my Uber driver's like, are you sure you want to go to this place? Have you, do you know about this place? I was like, look, I know enough. Just take me. I know the food is good. He's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was literally like, yeah, he's like, whoever told you about Kareem Nawaz, man? Yeah, yeah, I mean, ooh. Like, he would, he literally, like, the look he gave me was like, yeah, I would take a bullet for this chicken, like, 100%. Also, Harold's Chicken. If you go to Chicago, you got to go to the hood, and you got to go to Southside, and you got to go to Harold's Chicken. I don't care what you heard about Southside Chicago. Go to Harold's Chicken. Chance the Rapper endorses it. And he's right because the first, the first fifteen minutes, that's 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 your window to eat Harold's chicken. When you order it and you get it, because they fry their chicken to order. The first fifteen minutes, it's the greatest fried chicken on the face of the planet. You leave it any longer than that, and it, the, that's the half life. That's it. It's no longer chicken. It's no. I don't know what it is. I don't worry about it because I ate it within the first fifteen minutes. Like everybody told me to, like a good person. Oh, so good! It was like it was a it was a delicious delicious fried chicken. They have they have their own version of mumbo sauce called mild sauce. It's not as good as mumbo sauce. Don't tell the Chicagoans I said that. But it is good. There's nice citrusy notes, a little bit of heat. It's fine. Uh, Harold's chicken. Get the eight wing. Get the eight wing lunch special. Thank me later. Eat it in 15 minutes. But yeah, and then after that, of course, Maine was awesome. I had the best time in Maine. But Chicago was, Chicago would have been the best if it didn't have Trump Tower there. But if you're if you're astute like I am, you can drive up to you can ask your Uber driver to pull up in front of Trump Tower and then you can flick it off and take a picture and send it to your friends. That's what I did. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> My Uber driver was cracking up. He was this Nepalese dude. He was like, "Oh, sir, very funny. No one has asked me to do this before. Very funny." <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, very huge Desi population, though. It was really tight. Uh, I would definitely go back to Chicago. Would I live there? Maybe not, because it's windy as hell, and it's cold, and I'm not about that life. So It was torturously cold when I went there. I couldn't handle it. All right, All right Karan, where have you been domestically and internationally? I've been to New York, Georgia... California and Chicago and Washington and Oh shit, I forgot to mention Washington State and New York. Yeah. Also Washington State. I mean yeah. you can go ahead. Keep go ahead. No no Washington State, New York, that's it. I don't have any comment about either of those places. <laughs> My favorite place Oh, I've been to Maryland. Does that count? Um being from the DMV, I've been to Maryland and DC. Uh, I've also been to Pennsylvania. I'm trying to remember where else I've been. I think I went to Delaware too. Um, in California, I've been to San Jose, Santa Monica, Santa Clara. Um, I've been to San Francisco, and my favorite place was probably San Jose and San Francisco. I went when I was very, very, very young, and not like I don't know. It depends on what your definition of young is. Uh, I think I was in middle school, but. I went to go to, so I always talk about how my dad is friends with this like really great, awesome chef guy. I went to the guy that taught him how to cook because he moved out there with his family and he opened up a restaurant there. And so my dad went to go see him and my family also, I have family that lived out there and RIP, this man, he died of alcoholism um he's an awesome guy probably one of the favorite my favorite people that i've ever had god's good grace of eating from he is probably the best chef fuck your iron chefs fuck everybody he's probably the best chef that i've ever had the privilege of eating his food by far i will defend his food to the death and that might be a little romanticized because I was a lot younger when I did have his food, but he Just was a really cool guy. Like he has a very, he was a very, very, very close family friend, and he had his recipes well renowned all over the West Coast, in New York, and all the way up into Canada. Um, his entire like, he learned how to cook from the guy that used to cook for the Indian prime ministers. So like, he's pretty fucking good. Um, now that I'm done plugging him, 
That was the best mango lassi I've ever had in my entire life, son. By far. And I've had mango lassi in India. With that said, San Jose is fucking hot and I love it. And I loved being there because I was just riding around on like those cholo bikes with like my cousins and shit. And it was like soggy and we were just like riding up and down the streets and there was like people doing like firecrackers. And it was just, it was like the wild west. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm like 12 and this is great. I really like San Francisco. I uh, got to see the whole full house, like where their house is or whatever, when you drive down the street and their house is there and the oh, opening nice. credits. I got to see that because um, my uncle used to own his own limo company there. So we like traveled all of San Francisco in like one of his old busted ass limos. But we were like, hey, we're like kids and we're in a limousine. This is great. Um, and then we went there. We went to whatever that like jagged street is that's like hard to get through or whatever. That like S street that everybody talks about. We went there. We went to all the tourist places. I'll tell you that. Um, San Francisco was cool. Um, Golden Great Bridge was cool. We went to Alcatraz. That was awesome. Philadelphia was cool. Went to it. Crossing New York, crossing into going to New York. Santa Monica Beach was great. The water is awesome. Um, again, I was like a teenager, like a very young teenager. And I was like, whoa, look at all the people here that are not wearing, wearing very many clothes. This is cool. I like this. I'm learning things. I'll say the best food was, aside from the guy, I like New York. New York is my go-to for food. I just think that's a funny sentence. It's your go New York is your go-to for food. Dude, New York, <laughs> you don't understand. Man, New you York's get, awesome. New York has everything. everything. New York has everything. Like, you want Korean food? You can get Korean food. You want Japanese food? You can get Japanese food. You want, like, Ethiopian food? You can get Ethiopian food at 2 o'clock in the morning. Guarantee you can do it in New York. I don't know that there's another place in the entire world where you can do that. New York is so fucking cool. No, it is cool. It's just so expensive. <clears throat> um, absolutely. The cost of living there is like two of your arms and one of your legs. For Did a you month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's still not halfway done with rent. Did you eat from uh, food carts and street trucks? When I went, because I went with my family, I went to the New York version of De Devon Street, which is yeah. Jackson Heights. And I know Adam knows what Jackson Heights is. Jackson Heights is basically the Devon Street of New York. And that's like, it's like little India. Like brown people have like fucking taken over and they've just done whatever they wanted there. There's like brown dudes in the middle of the street shouting at each other and like wearing like a kurta pajama and like just screaming. And like there's a jewelry shop with like a guy selling subsidy in front of it. And I'm like, this is great. I love this place. This is great. But there's a place that is similar to Garib Nawaz. I think that's what you call it, Adam, in New York, in Jackson Heights, that has like a very similar menu. And it's just like everything's super cheap, but it's like all this brown food. You can get falafel there. You can get pizza there. It's like everything. It's like the gas station on crack. It's excellent. <laughs> and I know, you, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but it's like if you took the gas station and like you can make pizza, you can make euros, you can make whatever, like Chinese food. They made like noodles for us one time. It was great. And I was like, I, I didn't know I wanted noodles, but I do now. Yeah. I guess. And all of it was, I don't think it was less than $5. I think it was all less than $10. And it was great. And when Shout out to that little shop. I have no idea what its name is because it's been over 10 years since I've gone to New York. Yeah. But shout out to Jackson Heights in New York. And um, oh, say, I've been uh, to Jersey, the armpit of America. <laughs> oh, Jersey? Yeah. Um, I'm my condolences. Um, been to Jersey, been to Coney Island. Coney Island's fucking disgusting. Um, that was the Did first. Did they have good hot dogs? <laughs> At Coney Island. Think about who you're asking this to. <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Coney Island was disgusting. Uh, that thing happened where my brother and I were swimming in the water, where we probably shouldn't have been swimming in the water in the first place. It was fucking gross. Uh, where we were swimming and a condom just like flooded by and I was like I don't know what that is but it looks really weird <laughs> and I was like yeah. and I like looked at my brother and I was like 
did you see that? And he's like, yeah. I was like, we should probably go back on the beach now. He's like, yeah, let's go. And so I'll never swim in Coney Island water again. And I think that wasn't a lot. I think that was one of the last times I went to New York. But went to Times Square and did all that whole look at the big lights and the screens and the Nike store and all that stuff. That was cool. Been to Toronto. Is that? No, that's not domestic. It's basically domestic. Yeah. New York food scene is the best um, by far. I, in my opinion, if you have to choose anywhere to eat in the world, you can get everything in New York. In my opinion. Now, that's not saying it's authentic or whatever. I'm just saying if you want a certain type of cuisine, you can probably find it in New York. Um, I went to, you know, uh, you guys have all seen Men in Black, yeah? Yeah. You know that, you know that giant globe that they have in Men in Black 1? Uh-huh. Where, like, the thing crashes into the globe? Okay. I've been to that globe. Nice. And I, like, my uncle, when I went up there, made me run around the globe. He's like, run. I was like, well, I don't want to run. He's like, run. And so, like, he made me do laps around the globe. And I was like, I'm like nine. I don't want to do this. Why are you forcing me to do this? And that's where I learned that running was a thing. And I fucking hated it since then. Um, as far as international goes, I don't know. I did DC. I've been to DC. I've seen the White House and the Smithsonian and all that. Um, I feel like I, we've all done that. Yeah, yeah. We've been to DC at least once. Okay. Cool. I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I always want to go up to DC, but when you talk, you should to go Nova, with like well, you should go to, you should go with us so we can show you all the cool places. No, but that's yeah. the thing. Whenever I ask Nova people, they're like, "Oh, DC so boring. Why do you want to go there?" And it's like, no, no, I, no, no, no. Well, I lived in DC. I lived in DC for five years. Well, that's what I mean. But a lot of people, Nova people. They live there or they live near there, so the appeal of it is gone. Well, it's like when you're like, when other people come down here and they're like, hey, let's go downtown. And you're like, really? Like, it's just downtown. It's just like in Richmond. Yeah, but it's not the capital of the country. Next time you're in D.C., let me know. I we take, I take it, it to some good run spots. We can make a D.C. easily, Tori. For I sure. Would, I would, honestly, I would love to take a D.C. trip with you guys. I'll tell you, my favorite place to live outside of the United States, outside of India, would absolutely by far be in Italy. Southern Italy, probably Sicily. I love Italy. I, I absolutely loved Rome. And I think it was one of my favorite places I've ever been. It was just awesome. Tori and I have a very similar inclination <laughs> towards Renaissance artists, so I'm sure you can understand. But it was just so cool just looking at the Spanish Looking at, like, I went to the Da Vinci Museum, and I fucking lost my mind. It was just so surreal to be in a place of such vast history. And that's one of the reasons I want to go to Egypt. Just so I can be like, holy shit, this shit is old. <laughs> it's just, it's insane to me. It's just, it, it blows my mind that these things were built so long ago. Like, we are literally looking into the past. And walking up to the Spanish steps and just seeing those fountains like flowing, it was just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. We did the, my mom and I did the whole double decker bus tour thing, which honestly, if you're a tourist, those things are pretty legit. Like they'll show you all the cool spots and you can get off and get back on. And like, it was a very user friendly experience in Rome, honestly. It was fun because my mom and I just went and we just fucking walked around the street. We got lost. It was a lot of what Tori did in Brussels. You just go outside and get lost, man. Like, what's the worst that happens? You, like, ask somebody, hey, can you, like, show me to this hotel? And either they can help you or they can tell you to go fuck yourself. In which case, you just ask the next person walking down the street. Um, but in any case, like, it was very easy to travel everything and just being able to see and absorb all of the architecture and the intricate details of how much effort was put into everything. And I feel like that's something that I can, I, that I think that Asif would have definitely related to about Japan. Like there's a lot of effort put into the little things outside of the United States. Cause think about where we get a lot of our architecture from, everywhere. From, from everywhere, but it's just so mass produced and so quickly made. You got to think like these places that you're looking at, they were hand built 
And it's just amazing to think that somebody had that much craftsmanship that they were able to create that beautiful, beautiful building or painting or sculpture with their bare hands. It just, man, it puts faith in humanity for me. Like we are capable of achieving so many astoundingly amazing things, which is very redundant, I know. But it's so nice. And so one of the stops that the double-decker bus made was the Coliseum. And just like getting off the bus and like looking at the Coliseum, I was like, there has been so much bloodshed here. Like, it's just fucking crazy. Just to think of like all of the battles that must have gone on inside of that, that Coliseum with all the gladiators and all the fighting and all the people, the chance and like, I was like, yo, this was wrestling back in the day. Like, it was. I had, to, I had to bring wrestling. You know, I had to bring wrestling into it. It was definitely more wrestling than gladiator. It like, was more like, gladiator. and that was the thing. It was a show, and I was like, this is one of the biggest combat stages of the history of the world, and I'm looking at it. Yeah. And you're about to go in it, dude. If somebody was like, here's a shield and a sword, I probably would have stepped up in that bitch too. Because I was like, well, I was 18 years old. I was like, fuck it, I'll fight whoever you want. I have a sword. I'm figure out stick them with a pointy and i'll figure it out like how hard is it you know i have a sword right there um but just being able to like comprehend that i'm still trying to do that to this day it was just so awesome and then new york you're cool chicago you're cool the best pizza i had was in italy <laughs> so fuck you both <laughs> it's it's different though. Absolutely different. Absolutely because different. It was most of their different. stuff is very thin, very thin. And I loved it. And I was like, "This is great. This La- is perfectly fine." Which is completely uh, different from America, much less Chicago. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, American pizza should be called that American pizza. Yeah. Like people need to distinguish that, and they don't. Like I know in a lot of parts of, I mean, still in the United States, people still call it a pie. Like pizza pie. And I know that in a lot of parts of like West Africa, they call it pie. Like they call pizza pie specifically. Hmm. So that's the thing. My, and this is, we can segue into our longest layovers. My longest layover was when I was going to India my third time for my aunt's wedding. And we got stuck my immediate family, we got stuck in Frankfurt for two days, two or three days. So while you might think that a 10 hour layover is cool, as a small child, it is not cool. Um, But what, what we did was, so what happened was, when we went there, we got stuck because our first flight to there was delayed. So when we got there, the flight we were supposed to get on was already gone. The next flight, was the next day. We couldn't get on that flight because we were flying standby, which is how a lot of people fly. It's like, if there are extra seats, you kind of just slide on the plane. So we were flying standby. We didn't make it. And so we had to wait another day for the next flight. And so we made it on the last flight on the second or third day. But man, I learned from a very young age that the universe provides. Because we met this very nice Indian guy in Germany and he was coming back from, I forget where, he was coming back from like Munich or Zurich or something like that from business and he lived in Frankfurt and he had a family and everything like that and he was an Indian guy and my family happened to like run into him and he was like, hey, you guys seem nice and you guys look like you're in trouble, let me help you. (laughs) And so like we got set up in a hotel and we like met this guy and for like two days he like entertained us in Frankfurt. That's awesome. And, like, his, like, backstory is, like, so sad. Like, he worked in India as, like, an engineer or something, came to, the, came to Germany for a job. His wife got cancer. She died. His kid got cancer. His kid died. And so he was by himself in Germany. Yeah. And so he just worked at the airport and he, like, traveled all the time. And he exchanged phone numbers with my dad. And my dad has tried to call him every year. For the last like 15 years and we have never been able to contact this man again and i swear to god this dude was an angel like this guy came from somewhere and like helped us and like we never talked to this man again it was fucking crazy and i always ask my mom i'm like 
that uncle that we met in Germany, like, he was real, right? Like, you remember him? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she tells me his name. And I'm like, I just, like, do that every few years to, like, make sure I'm still sane and I remember <laughs> this guy. And he wasn't just, like, a figment of my imagination. But that was my worst experience ever because I was, like, nine or ten. And I was stuck in an airport for two days. Or I was stuck in another country for two days when I, all I wanted to do was go to India. And it was just a shitty situation. It was just like, this sucks. We're somewhere where we can't do anything. And it was just like constantly waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. But eventually we got there and it was fun. The thing with my layover was it was planned. It wasn't because of a delayed flight or anything. Yeah, that, exactly. That's like your different. situation sucks beyond... Well, yeah. My thing is like if I were to plan... I would, I would definitely plan a layover where I'd be able to go out in that particular city and like look around for a little bit oh, yeah. and come back to the airport. That was that is like absolutely something I would do. I know um, <laughs> my friend, Sergey, my friend's boss, he had to travel internationally and took like a detour or like a layover in Reykjavik for a few days because it was actually cheaper to do that um, because incoming flights into Iceland are all very really cheap and it was cheaper to stay there for a few days or almost a week, um, in fact, and then and then go to his final destination mm-hmm. um, instead of just going from where he started to where he was. Yeah, like a direct flight. Getting, or, you know, like a more direct flight. Right. Um, yeah, it was cheaper that way to do that. Yeah. And you get to see a really beautiful country. Absolutely. Yeah. I always think it's crazy when you can fly... It's crazy, even domestically, like you can fly from here to I think Atlanta and then Chicago and it's cheaper than flying straight to Chicago. And it doesn't make sense. It's like, why? What the fuck are you talking about? It does make sense. Why? Tell me. Direct flights are are always more expensive because there's a lot more math involved in the calculations. All fuel and passengers have to be accounted for in addition to ballast on on the plane. When you fly direct, there's a lot more planning and effort involved to make sure your fuel, your ballast, and your passenger load is going to be enough that the plane can make it for that direct flight. Then why would you spend more money on fuel than you would? Like, that doesn't make sense. It's, it's cheaper to fly from here to Bermuda direct than to take a layover and then fly to Bermuda? Backwards. It's cheaper to fly from here to Houston, which is farther than from here to Bermuda, and then to, and then to Bermuda. I want to say something about like international versus domestic. Well, the only reason, I, and you can do that from Dallas too. The only reason I can understand you saying that is because Richmond's a very small international airport. Right. The, the only, only reason international Richmond, flight it has oh, is like what Canada. The only reason Richmond is an international airport is because it's Canada and the Bahamas. Oh, Bahamas. There you go. Whatever. Yeah. But like, it doesn't make sense. I understand that you have to calculate the ballast and the ballast and the, all that stuff, but like. The thing is, when the plane touches down, it refuels anyway, so that shouldn't matter. And if you're going to calculate the weight of the people on the plane, then you should already know that this plane is going from here to here. Like, they've been doing this for years. They should have already have that those equations figured out. It's not really that hard for them. I don't know, man. I feel like we're saying it's not that hard, but I've heard some horror stories from pilots. It's, like, terrifying, like, the amount, the amount of, like, mental math people have to do. I wouldn't want to be a pilot. A commercial pilot. You want to try to get them on the show? Because I'd love to be enlightened. Hell yeah, man. I mean, I know I know pilots who don't fly commercial anymore, but when I was working in hospitality, I talked to pilots all the time. My most interesting international experience in an, airplane, in, in an airport was the first time I went to India. Uh, disclaimer, gore. Um, the first time I went to India, this young lady who had just gotten married was wearing a very long, traditional Indian dress. Actually... This is, I'm having deja vu because I know I've said I've told this exact same story on our one of our very very old tape record episodes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm about to tell you. Adam? I know exactly where you're going. You know going the story I'm about to tell you. Yeah, I'm having deja vu right now. Well, since Tori's never heard the story, but essentially this young lady who had just gotten married, it was her first time back in India, and this was like late '90s. So escalator technology wasn't really all that great in India. And so she was wearing a very long traditional dress. Oh no. With very like a long head covering. So she got on the escalator. Oh gosh. And she makes it about halfway up the escalator before her dress catches in the escalator. 
and she just gets like sucked into the escalator. Yeah. And like she got scalped and then like straight through. They like stopped the escalator and they were like trying to get her out of it and like she was dead. And I remember I was like this one little kid in a sea of like a bunch of giant sweaty Indians. And I was like elbowing my way to like get through and like peer through the glass because I think we were on the arrival concourse or whatever. And this was like for people that were that have like already gone through customs or whatever and they were going like outside. So we were like between that area. And I like elbowed all these people and like got through and was like pressing up against the glass and I was looking and like all I saw were like brains. And I was like, what? That's what that looks like. But it was really, it was like very strange. Like I was having a lot of like desensitization all at once. And I was like, that's like blood and like brains and like this lady's arm is over here and like she's like squished a little bit and I don't really know what's going on but like it's probably really bad because people are like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Context clues. Yeah. And my mom was like what the fuck are you doing? Like grabs me and like yanks me away from the glass yeah. and like we clear up and like carry on on our own business and everything but like we found a couple days later that was like her first time in India and she was back after getting married and blah 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 and like she got fucking destroyed by an escalator and final destination shit was crazy but that was one of my most horrific instances in an airport fair enough it was pretty crazy but <clears throat> i don't know how many times adam has gone through tsa and been screened so i'll let him go first before i tell my story i mean i've only been screened once oh really uh, and that was when i was traveling with my mom to Egypt uh, with my mom and my dad and this was fairly this was 2005 mm -hmm. so fairly still fairly close to when 9-11 happened mm -hmm. and um, only thing was they made me go through like the air puffer machine like five times which was like kind of annoying they were like uh, can you go back again test intake okay uh, one more time Mr. Abdel Salam okay one more time Okay, he passed through. Surprisingly, my mom got through without any trouble, but it was just like kind of obnoxious. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't that bad. You know what's crazy, man? I've been screened more. I've been randomly selected more times than you to be searched. That's crazy. That's man, of course you have. You look way more ethnic than I do. That's true. You're pretty ambiguous. The first time I was randomly selected was when I was in Canada and I was in Winnipeg and my dad and I were traveling from Vancouver to Winnipeg and then we'd go from Winnipeg back to DC and we were traveling and they stopped us in Canada and so and apparently my dad had gone through this before but they like selected us they were like hey can you guys like come over here with us for a second and I was like and my initial reaction, and this was when I was just, like, coming of age. I was, like, a teenager. I was, like, 16 or 17. And I was, like, aware of, like, politics and, like, edgy and shit. And I was, like, I know what goes on in the world. You can't treat me like this. And my dad was, like, shut the fuck up, man. What the hell are you talking about? And so they selected us. And my initial reaction was to look in the line and, like, count all the people of color in the line first and count all the white people and like turn around and do the same thing behind me and then like look at the TSA officer like I'm I know what you're doing like I just want you to know I know what you're doing and so we go into like this separate room and they like separate me and my dad and I was like freaking out for a little bit I was like this is fucked up but eventually like they let my dad come back in because like he that, I was like hey I'm a minor I need an adult with me I had, like, the, the presence of mind to, like, ask for them to, like, make sure my dad and I didn't get separated. Because I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and they open our luggage. They're like, we're going to have to look through your luggage. And we were traveling for, like, a couple weeks. So it was all of our stank-ass, dirty clothes. And what my dad had done was taken all of our drawers and put them at the top. So they had to go. So they had to go through our, like, underwear and shit first. And then get to the rest of the bag. So pro tip, if you have to travel, make sure your drawers are at the top. 
Because as soon as they see drawers, they stop. <laughs> They're like, shit, these are nasty. I'm not touching them. But if they look clean, they will still go through them. These are like dirty, like like five days old drawers that you know, we're not going to wash them. Like we didn't have anywhere to wash them. <laughs> so we had them on the top. They opened it. They like did one of these numbers with like a utensil. And they were like, okay, you're good to go. Have a nice flight. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't say anything. I learned a very valuable, valuable lesson today. Always put your drawers on the top. Makes your life easier. That's my biggest pro tip. That way, if you get shirched, look at your drawers and they'll be like, these are nasty. I don't get paid enough for this. Because I guarantee you, they don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> Quote I'm, telling the episode. I'm telling you. Dude, they like they took one look at those like dirty, nasty, stink ass boxers and underwear and they were like, no, nah, we're not doing this right now. You guys are good. It was awesome. It was great. The next time I got searched was actually last year when I was coming back from India. They searched me uh, before I got on my flight back to the United States. And I was weary about it because I was like, this hasn't happened to me in so long. And at the time, I was wearing a beard. So that's probably also another reason they were like, hey, that brown guy with a beard. And I didn't feel too bad because it was like me, an Asian guy a black dude and like three white people. So I was like, this is okay. This is like, I'll believe that this is somewhat random. A good ratio. It was like a good ratio of like races. And I was like, this is okay. I'll, I'll, I'll abide by this. This is fine. It was weird because all the other people, they like, they had like these, it was like almost cubicles set up like next to each other. And they had everybody like come and they put their like, luggage on the table to like open their luggage and look through this and yes i had my pro tip working i put all my shit on the top of my luggage so they had everybody come up to the table and like they open their luggage look through it make sure everybody was straight and like kind of let them go but when it came to me they like took me to like the separate area it was like closed off and like they put me in this room and they were like hey we're gonna look through your stuff and i was like all right man like that's fine. There's nothing in there that you want to have anyway. Like, go ahead. So they open it. They see the drawers. They kept going. Dang. And I was like, shit. But then they saw, then they, then they started smelling it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did just come back from India. <laughs> and then immediately they were like, nope. Closed. Done. <laughs> they got like halfway through and they just like closed the bag. Flying all the way back to Dallas in peace. It was great. But yeah, man, like Adam said earlier, just follow the rules. Don't get too uppity. Don't get, don't, don't get your head up your own ass. You're not that important. I don't know. There's so many stories individually for each of those places. Like Adam and his first time in Egypt and Alexandria and my first time in Delhi and Punjab. But we're coming to a close. We don't got that much time. Tori's looking at me like, you realize how much work I have to do this week for these episodes? <laughs> so much. Are you serious, bro? How could you? Shit? If you would like to educate us, challenge us, or provide feedback, write to us at our email, abvi.us.podcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at obviouspodcast. Thank you.